glad to be able to be in the house of the Lord with you all this evening. Isn't the Lord good? You know, as I was listening to Mr. Linda, this uh, word is for you. Uh, it's for the rest of us as well. Because how many of you realize that we're living in some interesting times? Uh, not uncertain times for us as believers because the Lord's already told us. You see, we have a habit of looking at. But Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen, that we're to look up for our redemption is drawing near. And so that's very evident uh, in all that we see. If we look at, we can get discouraged, lose hope. Could you imagine Noah and his family as they were preparing to move from their earthly house that they probably dearly loved and had sweat equity in, uh, most definitely, but their new house, they had a lot of sweat equity in it. Amen. Making that transfer and listening to all of the negative around them, CNN and some of the others that were there uh, <laughs> giving their news on what was about to take place. They operated in faith. So I want you to turn with me, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 11, uh, the faith chapter, shedding light on many of our forefathers. I want to read the first four verses. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that it, it seemed was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offering. And by faith, he still speaks, even though he's dead. Boy, how about our testimony? As we were praying this evening before the service, I was thinking of all of the brothers and sisters in this congregation that when I was here years ago that have passed away, but they walked by faith. And they were here many times by faith. We had a little granny that used to sit over here. Her name was Granny Warren. She had a 1949 Chevrolet. I changed the oil in that car for her once that uh, everybody around said they had changed the oil in it for her, but they hadn't changed the oil. I think they just took her money and sent her on her way, thought she didn't drive that much anyway. So I changed the oil in her car and I took it back to her. Uh, oh, she had to take me back home then. Somehow I got to her house anyway and I drove her car and changed the oil, took it back to her, so she drove me home. Uh, well, she didn't drive me home. I drove back over to my house and then she drove from there. So I'm really babying this car, you know, taking it real easy and stuff. And we had a gravel driveway at the time. And so Granny Warren gets over there behind the wheel and she puts that thing in second gear, I think, and she buried it. 
And I had to sit on gravel everywhere. And I thought, man, <laughs> maybe I ought to do a second oil change here. <laughs> but uh, she loved the Lord. She was always special to me. And I just think about her when I walk around and pray, and Sister Joseph, and there, there were many other people here that just Kenneth Roberts and Hubert Robbins and just others that have gone on to be with the Lord. I, I just wanted to mention them as I was uh, starting off here. But I want us to look at the by faith. I, I missed one, actually. There, I thought there were 16 in the chapter, 16 times that the scripture says by faith, uh, because it was by faith that Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, his brother. By faith, he, he was commended for his righteousness. And he still speaks even though he's dead. Isn't that wonderful to know? Our patriarchs still speak even though they're dead to us in the physical, but they're very much alive Amen. in the heavenlies. I want us to take a look at uh, down in verse 39 and 40. After all of these men had encountered many difficulties, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Joseph, Daniel, you, you, you've got the list. And that list isn't even complete because there are many others that have remained faithful in dire circumstances. Yes. And maybe you feel like you've been one of those people, and you are. I was thinking about how this church has remained steadfast on this corner, gone through some difficulties, several difficulties, but yet the Lord has sustained us. He's kept us as a lighthouse on this corner for his glory. So, how does this look? Verse 39 and 40. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. Do you ever feel like that? You pray and pray and pray, and God says he's going to do something. In 1983, the Lord spoke a word to me in Peoria, Illinois, in the church there. A black minister out of Ohio who never had seen me before, Dr. Quandre Wilson, who is now deceased, a prophet of God. He called me out when Brenda and I had visited the church where I was ordained out of in Peoria, read me like a book, not in front of all the people, but he took me aside took the microphone away, and he read my life from a child up. I mean, I knew it was God. And then he spoke a word over me that is still coming to pass. And that was in 1983. And I thought, well, it's going to happen in the next week. You know, you know how we do? We, we think God's going to do it tomorrow. Well, his tomorrow is a little bit away from home. But he's faithful. And he remains true to his word. It's exciting to get up every day. How many of you all ever ask the Lord for divine appointments? 
I ask him for divine appointments every day. He never fails. He gives me opportunity after opportunity to speak to someone in the middle of a Harbor Freight store or wherever I am. Just one location. But uh, it's quite interesting how he works. And so God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. See, all of us, we're all involved. They haven't received their full reward. The Apostle Paul has not received his crown of righteousness yet. Did you know that? You would ask, well, man, he's been dead for a couple thousand years. You'd think he'd have his reward already. But see, we're part of his reward. Because when he penned many of the letters to the churches, when he was having great difficulty, through faith he did that. Why? It affects you and I today. Because we read from his words and we share those. And they have impact upon the lives of each and every one of them. Just recently, I had a man that came to our Tuesday morning Bible study, or Thursday morning, because I have one at 6 on Tuesday and one at 6 on Thursday morning each week. And there's four or five people that'll show, or six or seven. We've had as many as seven lately in, in the Bible study, which has been really refreshing. But we had this man that came, he was my age, the guy, and he sat there and Dr. Brown informed me that this man was the husband of one of his employees and he, uh, he said, he's really in need. Well, as this gentleman began to pour out his heart at the beginning of our study, that he had lost his entire life savings as a result of a computer hack. He thought he was online with the Geek Squad, and it turned out not to be, and this guy is no dummy, I mean, he's a very intelligent guy, and everything appeared to be on the up and up, and he lost everything. You know, because really, we don't own it anyway, it's not ours. We're a servant of the Lord. And I said, well, wait a minute. We're gonna pray about that right now. Uh, we're not going to wait till the end. Well, tell us again at the end of the study, and we'll kind of pray over it, and we'll hope. Uh, we'll just pray some hope in there that yeah. everything will be okay. Well, we prayed over that situation, and within two days, God answered that prayer completely uh -huh. yeah. and restored his entirety. And you would say, how is that possible? This guy was from India. But see, God's bigger than India. We're serving a great and mighty God. Well, this fellow has to use oxygen uh, as he comes to our study and stuff, but uh, he comes every week. And he doesn't take the elevator, he takes the steps. He does that on purpose. But he's there. And he's hungry. And he says, man, this study really blesses me. And many times at, at five o'clock in the morning, it doesn't feel like you want to get up. Uh -huh. Y'all ever had those mornings? Like every morning? But five o'clock 
And I hit my snooze and I go like, oh Lord, man, oh. Will there be anybody there? But by faith, you see the go. Yes. By faith in that study alone, we have seen God do mighty things. We've seen guys that have been on drugs and alcohol set free. Do you know there's a difference in being set free and claiming to still have it? We're walking by faith, not by sight. And we're not walking by words alone. We're walking upon the word. We're standing in the word. And I want you to take your pencil and a piece of paper, if you would, and write this down for me. It's simple. I've never been what I would consider a genius preacher, but uh, I try to share the word of God, and, and his is what does the work. But I want you to write by faith, and then put a line to the side of it, and then put your name in that line. By faith, Ken Jones works for the Lord even when it doesn't feel good. Can can you write yours down there? Brenda Jones works for the Lord. I'm going to check hers. And it doesn't feel good. She always writes. So I really don't have to worry about that. Sometimes I don't write. she, She writes. Even when it looks impossible because we walk by faith. Walking by faith isn't always easy, is it? Can you think of a faith experience that you've had just recently? Can you think about how the Lord watches over you? Many times we're in a dangerous situation and we have to stand in faith because he has given his angels charge concerning us. I was leaving UK hospital, this was several years ago, and they had a parking garage. And that's that wasn't a good parking garage. It, it wasn't a safe parking garage. I always monitor my surroundings, and I would always carry a hot cup of coffee with me. It's amazing how you can help somebody, uh, you know, that's got a, an attitude that's going to come at you or whatever, well, you can give them coffee. I mean, you know, and just serve it to them. Um, I never had to do that, but one day I was walking out of the parking garage and I saw these men coming toward me. And they just walked around me. One of my friends had asked me, he said, Ken, who were those two big guys that were with you the other day when you were coming out of the parking garage? He said, I was back behind me. He said, who were they? I said, what are you talking about? He said, oh, you were up there yesterday morning at the hospital and you were coming out early in there. You had these two big guys walking with you. He said, I've never seen them before. Well, I didn't have any guys walking with me. But he saw them and those other fellows must have because the Lord protects us. He'll guide us. He'll heal us. He'll strengthen us. He'll open doors for us. He'll close doors. Been a few times, isn't there, brother? 
when he's closed some doors that you thought would be a good opening and it just didn't work out and later you found out the reason. So, all of these men and their wives and their families that were affected down through chapter 11, Abraham on several occasions and Jacob and Joseph and Moses, and you just look at the lifestyle of Moses, do you ever gain strength from reading about how God worked for Moses? And he loves you just as much. He loves all of us that much. And he's going to work with us now because Moses has gone on to his reward. He's waiting for his reward to be fulfilled until we get there, though. Because that's what it tells us in verse 39, isn't it? These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. So that promise is still to be fulfilled. Ours is closer than what theirs would have been because they were promised this two or three thousand years ago. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Isn't it going to be wonderful that we're going to be made perfect one day? We're in the process right now. He's still working on me. You remember that song? I think I wrote that. <laughs> I wrote a version of it anyway. Because <laughs> he's still working. And I'm hoping he's pretty close to finished. But I'm ready. How about you? I met a guy the other day. Uh, in Harbor Freight, I had to pick up a piece that I was working on up in Indiana, and I couldn't find it anywhere. And so I went to Harbor Freight, the last place that I would have thought, but I thought, well, I got to give him a try. And I walk in there, and this guy walks up, and he's looking at something, and I said, uh, how are you today? He said, I'm above the dirt. And I said, what's so special about that? He goes like, well, I'm still alive. And I said, well, what about when you die? He goes like, well, what do you mean by that? And I go like, are you going to heaven or are you going to hell? There's only two places. You're, you're going to one or the other. Well, I've been pretty good. It, no, it isn't about being pretty good. It isn't about being good. It's about having your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, which only comes through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't want to talk about it anymore. But you know, he has to do something right. at one point. I told him, I said, man, I look forward to every day, but if I died right now, it'd be okay because I've already filled about three or four bucket lists. And so, <laughs> you know, I don't really have anything left that I need to do other than continue to do what God's called me to do. And that's to be a witness, right? To be a fisherman. Boy. When he was preaching that sermon this morning, I was thinking about when I shared that sermon on the Sea of Galilee where the position was they said that event took place. And that's real special to me. And to think about what the Lord can do when he calls us from one occupation to another. And he doesn't want us to go back. He called us to fish, but not stinky, floppy, smelly, scaly, dead fish. Well, they wouldn't be dead yet, but they would be. <laughs> but isn't the Lord wonderful?
But what are you going to do? By faith. We all got to do something by faith. Two days. We got to do something by faith. Got to vote. Whether you think it's a Christian thing to do or not, because it is. Because God used a lot of the men in politics. Daniel, Joseph, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they stood for the truth. So let me encourage by faith, do your thing. And talk to others so that we can all be used by the Lord until he comes. Because he's coming soon. And we've heard that for years. But we haven't seen the events on the world stage unfold like they are presently. And our brothers and sisters in Israel that by faith are still walking with God. There are many Christians living in Israel. Uh, we were able to meet several of them. And I just pray for them that God will draw more of them to him to be part of his bride.